need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight from our good friend, Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, the rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. Today's Holy Gospel, we uh, read that the Lord tells the disciples the parable of the sower. And this is one of the longest parables in the New Testament, but it's also probably the most simple because Jesus himself tells us what it means. So there's no point in going on to do Uh, massive exegesis about the meaning of this, he tells us quite plainly what it means, right? So it's worth us looking, I think, at those four types of path, we could, four types of uh, uh, soil, if you like, um, because we could say there are four types of people, four types of people that walk the streets of Palestine within those days, and there are probably four types of people today the same. Um, Let's first of all look at the path. The path is where the seed lands and the birds immediately come and take the seed away. There's nothing can be done. There's no real hope for anyone on the path or the seed falling on the path. The seed will never take root, it will never grow. And before it's even got a chance to do that, the birds come and take it away. The evil one comes and wipes that out, annihilates any chance of any growth of the word in, on the path. These in those days would be the scribes and the Pharisees. The scribes and the Pharisees would have seen what the Lord was doing, he would have seen the miracles, he would have heard the talk, he would have been in front of him, he would know his knowledge of sacred scripture, he would know, they would know his knowledge of the law, that he knew it better than they did, but they had no inclination whatsoever to think that he could be the Messiah. They might have thought he might be the Messiah, but they didn't want to change and they weren't going to change, they weren't going to listen to anything he said. They were set in their ways, they had a mind made up, and nothing was going to change that. That's the seed falling on the path. And the same today, we have this all the time with our post-Christian world. We have our modern ideologies of which no one will give any uh, leeway whatsoever. A lot of people are fixed in their minds about these certain things, whether it be, you know, uh, human sexuality, whether it be social justice, whether it be climate, whatever. We've got our ideology, we're sticking to it, and we will not be open to anything else. We certainly won't be open to a Messiah. And then we see the rocky soil. You know, this is the soil that just won't allow anything to really get deep roots. It's superficial, it's the surface. It will last for a short while. The sun will come and it will wither these up, these plants, because they're not deep-rooted in soil. In our Lord's Day, a lot of them around, right? Do you remember after about a year or so of public ministry, or no, probably two years, um, people have followed him, they've watched him, they, they, they think he's the Messiah, they think he's a king, they think he's a great rabbi, they think he's got a lot to offer. They follow him around, and then in John chapter six, he says, I am the bread of life. If you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will have life in you. We will come to you and we will dwell in you, my father and I. And remember what said there, the Jews started murmuring. This teaching is too hard, they said, and they walked away. Then he says to Peter and Paul, are you gonna, Peter, are you gonna walk away as well? No, Lord, who can we go to? You have the words of eternal life. But a lot of his disciples walked away from him because they were mad at this point. He's talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. Nah, that was fun while it lasted for the six months, the year, whatever, but now he's talking madness, we're gonna walk away. 
We see that in the church. As a priest, I see this often. Uh, there was one chap in my old parish who was uh, born a Catholic, became evangelical, met his wife in the evangelical church, a couple of kids, somehow came back to the Catholic church. And I, if you know any evangelicals, they sort of tend to follow their pastor around, or, or, or change pastors often, because the evangelical uh, gathering is based about a homily, you know, and, and the, the, the pastors preach for about an hour. And if you're no good at that, it's, it's, a, it's a long hour, right? So people change all the time. So they tend to go to one uh, mega church for six months and then they'll switch to another one. And if the pastor leaves, a new one comes, there's a, there's a lot of movement among that community. And so he did that, he'd been to you know, six months here, a year here, a year. If something brought him back to the church. So he started coming to my parish and you know, whatever, and totally on fire for six months. Everything wanted to, he joined everything, he joined the Knights of Columbus, his wife converted, went through RCA, he put the kids in the Catholic school, just crazy, everything was great, enthusiastic about everything. He used to come and talk to me all the time, asking me questions, it was sort of like, I was enthused by his enthusiasm, you know, it was just like this. And then one day, we never saw him again. He'd gone back to an evangelical church, something perhaps I'd said in a homily or whatever, but just that. And I was always, you know, and I never really saw them again. They took the kids out of the school and all this sort of stuff. And it was like, what happened? You were so on fire with your Catholic faith and then it just stopped. And I think this is it. This is the, there's no, there's no depth there. There's no roots. It's, it's rocky ground. It's superficial. And so I'm always weary when people are sort of like, you know, want to give up, you know, they come to see you and they've had a conversion. They want to give up their lives and... They want you to, you know, sort of do all these things. And then, you know, you've got to take it gradually. You know, this is, it's, it's got to have foundation. It's got to have those deep roots in the faith. And then, of course, we have the third type, which is that seed that falls amongst the thorns and the weeds. And the Lord tells us, this is the allures of the world. These thorns and the weeds choke the good uh, plant and don't allow it to produce any fruit. The thorns and the weeds, an example in our Lord's time is the rich young man, right? He comes to the Lord and says, what must I do, Rabbi, to inherit eternal life? And he says to him, knowing, he says to him, go and sell all you own and follow me. And remember the, the, the gospel, it says, he, he put his head down and was sad because he had many possessions. And he walked away. Now, you know, if, if the Lord stood in front of you and tells you to go and sell what you had and follow me, and it's Jesus Christ and you know it is, you'd probably do it. But if he's so attached to the world, he didn't. And now the Lord still asks us to do that, but he's not stood physically in front of us, right? So we can see how difficult that is, that the things of the world are more important than the things of God. When we're asked to do something sacrificial for the Lord, we're more interested in the things of the world, whether it be money or property or, you know, or just, or just simple things that we like more than the Lord, sports or, you know, or whatever, our own pleasures, you know, we put those before the Lord. That's the thorns and the weeds. And uh, finally, we have the good soil. And here it is, right? Because we are called to bring forth some fruit in our lives. And that fruit is meant to be fruit for the kingdom of God. To do something for the kingdom of God. We're asked to bear some fruit for the kingdom of God. And that's what we go ask ourselves. And that's what we'll be asked at the end of our lives. We'll be judged on the love that we had 
And how is that love judged? It's a manifestation of something as a result of the fruits for the kingdom. And it's worth us asking ourselves, what are we producing? What are we producing? The good soil is the place where saints come from. Not just saints, and I don't mean, you know, to be canonized saints sort of thing, but I mean those, hopefully you and I can call ourselves saints in the, in the, in the language of St. Paul. We're following Jesus Christ. We're trying our best to live out the gospel. We're trying to love our neighbor, right? We're trying to be faithful to the church. We're trying to honor the church. We're trying to honor the Lord in the sacraments. We live a sacramental life. We go to mass. We go to confession. We say our prayers, this sort of stuff. That's the good soul. That's going to produce some things. Because if we can start living like that, it will spread throughout our whole lives. And we can do some real good for other people. And that's bearing fruit, is to love our neighbor and do some good. But I think the thing about being the good soil is we've got to be receptive and we've got to be open. You know, this is the whole thing. It makes the difference between, you know, someone that just, you know, just goes through life and ticks the boxes and someone that actually lives a Christian life. They're receptive, they're open, things change. They learn new things, they have different experiences. Because they're in tune with God, they are seeking a closer union with God and they seek it through prayer, of course. And when that prayer is solid and foundational, they have greater trust in the Lord. They have greater belief, they have greater faith. You know, all these things come together. And as a result of all that, they can bear fruit. Bear fruit for the kingdom of God. And that's what the Lord's asking us to be today. So have a little, I don't know what you say, a soil check on yourself or see where you are in this. But really, we've got to be down at that level of that rich, deep, healthy soil and when the Lord, you know, the word comes to us, we say the word, we say, you know, God's grace, the Holy Spirit speaks to us, other people in this world speak to us about the things of heaven. That soil can be receptive, it can be open, and it can grow and produce abundant fruit for the kingdom of God. And that is today's homily highlight from Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. If you would like to listen to that homily again or any of our great locally produced shows, head over to materdayradio.com. You'll also access them on the Hail Mary media app.